0: I was raised by the wolves. I was, by the... I was raised by the wolves. All right, folks, we are back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm here with Chance. Chance, Ain't let's get to the sad news. Did you hear about Tiger Woods?
1: Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I'm a big golfer, and that was um, like, I mean, that was like earth shattering when I got that notification today. Um, like I said, I'm just thrilled. That the injuries don't seem to be life threatening, you know. It's heartbreaking that it happened, regardless. But um, it's just, I'm just glad it's not worse than what it could have been. I mean,
0: that guy has—he's <laughs> been through the ringer. It's just, I, I just can't imagine what he's—you know—if he is he going to play again?
1: If rumors already broke broke his legs, right? right. Uh, Steiny, his um. His agent like said today like that it was two bad leg injuries and they didn't really know what to expect and Gosh. they just appre- appreciated like the privacy and I mean it's just it's crazy thinking about like the impact he has outside of sports just on like everyday life in general like you right. know HBO just came out with that documentary and a buddy of mine texted me today he was like I just watched the Tiger documentary last week and like I had gained so much respect for him after all he had been through and like he he has like no interest in golf whatsoever. But, um, like, he texted me that today and was just like, this is, like, crazy to, like, hear all this. It's insane. I, I just hope, you know, I, I hope he recovers well.
0: Yeah, me too. Well,
1: all right, on
0: to the other sad news while we're here. <laughs> and I, I didn't know this until we got on, but uh, apparently the pack did not play very well at the end. I, I so they were up 7-0 and then 13-13, and then dad duties pulled me away. What happened?
1: Well, the State got out to a fast start today against uh, Greensboro. They got out to a 4-0 lead in the first inning. Donnie Butler hit a three-run homer to put the pack up for nothing. And the fourth inning, they scored three more runs. I think they scored all those runs with two outs to get up to 7-0. And then they gave up a touchdown and an extra point in the top of the fifth. And he he tied it up at 7-7. And State was able to – I think State scored twice – in the um in the bottom half of the fifth to to gain back a lead, um, yeah um, yeah I think Terrell Tatum hit a home run in the fifth, um, yeah he homered to put State up nine to seven, gave State a little more momentum. Eventually State got back up twelve to seven, and um, it was all UNCG from then on. They got up thirteen to twelve. Um and State was able to tie it back up at 13, but Greensboro scored three runs in the top of the ninth to win 16-13. Um, cra- crazy game. Um, it's frustrating to lose a midweek game that you're up seven to nothing in. I mean, you know, yeah. if, you re- if you read the preview, um, I talked about how Greensboro is a quality club. They won two out of three against an Elon team that's that's typically pretty good this past weekend, and they're going to have more opportunities. They play uh, – I mean, you know, they'll, they'll play – you know, some of the other bigger teams in North Carolina, like Duke and Carolina, I'm sure. I know they have a three-game series at Tennessee who's ranked in the top 20 right now. Um, you know, that that's a club that is going to, you know, make some noise in the Southern Conference. And, um, you know, it's disappointing to lose this year when you're playing less games and you have less opportunities against non-conference opponents. Mid, these midweek games mean a little more than they usually do. Right. Um, and and it's frustrating um, to to lose a game like that um, this this early in the year.
0: So let me ask you this: So they were up seven nothing. What inning? Like how far did that go? Like who was who started? How did they pitch? Like get into the bolts of this one.
1: So so it was announced before the before it was announced that the series against VMI was canceled because the cadets right. had uh cadets had COVID. Um, it was announced that the three weekend starters for that weekend were going to be Evan Justice, Sam Highfield, and uh, and Chris Villeman. Well, with if you, if you didn't know, that series was scheduled because of uh, uh, excuse me postponed or canceled because of COVID. Like I said, and State ended up playing a doubleheader against Davidson on Sunday. Well, um, Justice and Highfield both pitched on Sunday, so they let Villeman throw today. Um, he had a low pitch count. He was pulled after the third inning. Um, not because he looked bad. He actually looked really good. He tied his career high in strikeouts today with five in just three innings. He gave it one hit over three innings. I mean, Billman looked sharp. And um, when they pulled him, State was up four to nothing. Um, and, uh, and then Matt Willardson came in and, and pitched the top of the fourth and went one, two, three. And then the bottom half of the fourth, State, State went up seven to nothing. So things were looking bright for the Wolf Pack. Um, you know, I, I'll give all the credit in the world to Chris Villeman. and he looked really good. I think State's going to have a tough decision um, going into this weekend. Who the rotation is going to be? Sam Highfield looked really good in the second game on Sunday, um, and Willem looked really sharp today. So I think it'll be interesting to see who the, who the weekend guys are for State. Um, but I, I think. I, I really think the meat of the ar- the meat of the argument and the storyline of this game was I mean states state' bullpen just just falling apart um I mean you know your starter goes three innings and gives up one hit and then in the next six innings you give up 14. I mean like I said Willitson willardson went one two three in the top of the fourth and then only got one out in the top of the fifth and gave up. Gave up four runs, three earned, walked two. Um, really struggled there in, in in the top of the fifth. And then you bring in Andrew Tillery, who gets knocked up real well. Three hits, three runs, two earned runs. Didn't even record an out. Um, so, I mean, that's just kind of disheartening, this earlier in the year. I mean, State's bullpen struggled in the second game on Sunday. Um, State was able to beat Davidson six to four in the second game, but Davidson had a late lead in that game, too. I mean, Baker Nelson came in against Davidson and got roughed up. So, I mean, I, I just – I know some guys are having to perform in some spots they're not used to performing into, but, I mean, it's just – it's disheartening to see that this early in the year against UNCG. A UNCG team that um, that doesn't seem to have much offensive prowess from, from what we know about them so far against Elon. Um, I mean, like I said, they won two out of three against Elon, but they won it really more from their – Performance on the mound than they did in the batter's box. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just not what you're looking for if you're if you're a Wolfpack fan this early in the year. I'm trying not to put too much stock into it. <laughs> Midweek games can be kind of kind of fluky and stuff like that. But you know, when you score 13 runs, you expect a win. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. it's frustrating to uh, it's frustrating for the offense to have that kind of day and, and and not be rewarded.
0: Yeah, I mean you're up seven nothing through the fifth inning, right? And you know you end up giving up 16 runs. Yeah, I mean I think that's uh, unexpected, and you know it's reasonable to be up, be upset with that one. Is that is it an indication of what we'll see the rest of the year as far as from the bullpen? Like, are they going to struggle this year? Is that is that we worth thinking, or is it just hey, this is early; they're going to work out some kinks like
1: I mean what's your I think, there? I think the storyline is is that there's gonna be a couple guys that that are gonna be reliable um okay. I mean Kent Kleiman, he was actually the losing pitcher today but I can't really blame things on Kent I, I thought he did a pretty good job being thrown into the situation he did thought David Harrison looked good today um but you know state through eight pitchers today in a uh in a nine inning weekday game and, and that's not good. Um, that's not good. Two of your pitchers don't even record an out. And one of those guys was Dalton Feeney, who's supposed to be a weekend starter.
0: Right. Um,
1: and, and that's, you know, I, I think I think you can chalk some of this up to being so early in the year, some guys being in some situations they're not used to being into, not much of an off season. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm also going to believe what my eyes are telling me, which is that was just an ugly performance from State's bullpen today. Um especially when you, you have the like like we've said, the offensive production that you did have. Um I mean, State was able to knock Brendan Collins, who was who was Greensboro's starter out before he recorded an out. Um and then they brought in Phillip Sanderson and and he did a pretty decent job of shutting the pack down for two and two thirds of an inning. But I mean it's just I, I mean, I I was at legitimately a a loss for words. I mean, just being up, like we said, seven to nothing, then being up twelve to seven, and and, and falling apart. I mean, State had eighteen hits and lost by three runs. Um, Right. But it's not always about your number of hits; it's about finding timely hitting too. And State, State didn't do that today. I think there was a situation in the third inning; they had a runner on second with nobody out and didn't score. Think it was a situation later they had a runner on third with nobody out and didn't score. I can't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, it's I, I you know, I sound like a broken a broken record, but it was, you know, just frustrating. Um, makes you want to pull so, your hair out. Yeah, well,
0: you you mentioned it on Twitter, so I'm gonna ask you about that. You know, and you just mentioned it again. Timely hitting. What, what do you mean by that? Like I, I understand opportuni- opportunistic, right? You have runners on, but what are you what are you seeing that's made you comment on that a couple times?
1: I mean, I think that's been an issue in the past is, you know, state state will get hits, but it's not necessarily timely in terms of when you have runners in scoring position and you have opportunities mm-hmm. to take leads. I mean, you know, I think, you know, you let you let UNCG, when they tied it up at seven, you let them, you know, obviously think, hey, we've got a chance at this game after being down seven runs through four innings. You know, if if you get a couple more runs here and there, it's, you know, maybe they're a little more deflated. Um, Maybe you kind of put them away early. Um, I I think that's really what it has to do with. And, you know, when you've got runners in scoring position, you've got to bring them home, especially with nobody out. Um, I get you're going to leave people on base. You know, no baseball team is perfect. Every baseball fan can complain about things like this. Um, But I, I think that's really where where Greensburg got us today. I mean they, they had some some timely hitting. Um I mean the the Hardison kid, I think I think his first name is Greg, um, he doubled down the line in the ninth inning with runners in scoring position and gave them a lead. Um, you know, State made an error in the ninth inning that allowed Wilmington to score a, a run. Um after um after a close play at the plate, um Trash threw the ball to third and, and threw it over McDonough's head. And uh, ball squirted into the left field and they were able to score another run off that. It's putting the ball in play makes things happen. Um, And state just kind of struggled with that. Um, Go ahead.
0: Two things that I, two things that I've heard people talking about, right. Um, And I wonder what your take is on this. Kent Kleiman has got, you know, he's supposed to be the pack's main reliever, right. And he's already got, what is this? Almost. He's got over four innings, right? Through three games, that's that's got to be a bit of a concern, right? They're going to rely on him too much at, at this point. Like it seems like a lot of use for so early on for a uh, closer.
1: I mean, it it certainly could be. I mean, he's supposed to be a guy who comes in and throws one or two innings here and there in a close game. And you know, right. it, you know, I was I was texting back and forth with my dad throughout the game, and, and you know, Canaan Silver and Kent Kleiman are supposed to be probably our two most used relievers out of the bullpen mm-hmm. this year. And the fact that they're having to throw three and two-thirds of an inning in a weekday game before your first ACC series in a game that, oh, not to mention you were up seven to nothing in is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's, that's innings. I know you want to get them reps heading into ACC play, but, I mean, you also don't want their arm to fall off. I mean, I mean that's right. the guy who, you know, you, if you, if a starter has a bad day, you want to be able to come in and eat up four or five innings. And, and Kanan Silver, I don't think Kanan's quite on um, on Kleiman's level in terms of production, but I still think Silver's a, a pretty solid pitcher. And, right. you know, using him for, for over two innings today, um, you know, doesn't necessarily bode well heading into this weekend. You're going to need good performances from your starter's this weekend, if you want to beat a really good Georgia Tech team that is right. ranked in the top fifteen, ranked in the top twenty, uh, depending on the poll, a Georgia Tech team that um, can hit the ball well—I um, mean, Danny Hall always has uh, has a good lineup down there at Tech—and um, yeah, so Was, I, I you know I'm not optimistic going into this weekend.
0: <laughs> Was there any bit of it looking ahead? Or, you know, could they have been? Hey, we're up seven-zero. And then thinking they're on cruise control, Georgia Tech's coming this weekend. Like, you think that played into it at all?
1: Uh yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think that could have. And you know, I don't really blame them for that. You know, most teams, if you get them down seven nothing, eight to nothing early, they're they're going to roll over. Um, yeah. I, I do think, however, once Greensboro came in the top of the fifth and scored, not even even before they got seven runs, when they got three or four kind of stepping in and saying, like, hey, kind of need to settle down here. I think they left Willardson in a little too long. I think they left Tillery in a little too long. Um, Mm. And, and, you know, that's been a lot of people, that's been one of their biggest, um, the thing they've been most critical about uh, with Clint Chrysler since he became the pitching coach at State and with Avon, which is just leaving guys in a couple batters too long and uh, not really – not doing terribly well at managing damage control, and you know, some people will argue that that hey, you can't you can't pull a guy out after two or three bad batters. You know, you you've got to leave them in and see if they they're just in a funk or whatever. But um, I, I think you know that that's a criticism that re- that reared its ugly head today. Um, yeah. So, so let me ask you this: uh,
0: you know, uh, to me, it sounds a bit analogous to the basketball team not being able to close out some of these games, right? right. Uh, you know, hopefully, it is um, not as pervasive as basketball team struggles as yeah. we've seen this year. You know, late in games, but from the baseball side, like who who performed well, like offensively, like Johnny Butler was five for five at one point, right? Yeah. Like who else performed well? Where where did the runs come from? What's the what's the positive side of this game?
1: I mean, I, you know, there were definitely some positives. I mean, state had state had seven extra base hits. Um, Luca Trash, Johnny Butler, and Terrell Tatum all hit home run. Austin Burr, Tyler McDonough, Luca Trash and JT Jarrett all hit doubles. Murr went five for six today. He's gotten off to a really hot start. JT Jarrett has been a guy that um he's kind of struggled with his bat in years past. But has has gotten off to a pretty solid start so far this year. Um, he went three for five today and had a pretty good weekend this past weekend against Davidson. A lot of people were skeptical about Johnny Butler in the cleanup spot at fourth in the lineup, but he's he's done really well so far this year. Um, like I said, he hit a home run today. He hit a laser in the first inning that got out of got out of Doak in a heartbeat. Um. Still a little bit of question, I think, at the DH spot. Noah Souls got a start today, and he only had one at-bat, and then they put Carson Falskin in. Um, And I I don't even know if Falskin had one hit, but at that spot they were one for five. I'd kind of like to see Danny Carnazzo come in there. Um, He he played some this weekend. I can't remember if he got a hit or not, but I think a lot of people are going to be really big on him. Until Torres gets back, he's still been hurt. Uh, Jose Torres, who, like we talked about in the preview pod, he was a freshman All American last year, and he's been dealing with some injury stuff. He has not started, or pl- he has not seen a pitch this year. So, um, okay. So, you so, know, that's that's one thing that I think state fans can um, can kind of be a little optimistic about is the lineup isn't technically yet in its in its full form.
0: Right. One of the guys you mentioned in the preview as well was uh, Luca Trash. Right. He coming off injuries last year how's he looking so far through the season? How is, how's he looking behind the plate? Is he, um, what, what do you think so far about his performance?
1: I mean, like I said, in the box, he's done well and behind the plate, I've been, I've been trying to kind of watch. Cause like I said, Carnazzo was highly, highly thought of by a lot of scouts and, um, right. a lot of coaches. So I was anxious to see that, you know, who knows maybe they could, you know, Carna- Carnazzo could come up and be the catcher and they could bump trash to DH. Um, But, like, I think Luca's moved well behind the plate so far. Like I said, he made one bad throw today late in the ninth inning. But I think, you know, there was a close play at the plate. The runner was called safe, had a guy go in for third. I think it was just kind of a little adrenaline pumping and just made a bit of an overthrow um, trying to make a big play late in the game. Uh, I'm sure he was frustrated that the guy was called safe at home. It was a close play that they actually reviewed. Um, So I'm sure he was probably a little frustrated with the initial call from the umpire, but he's moved, he's moved around well. Um, you know, he hasn't, you know, there haven't been too many wild pitches or pass balls or anything like that where he's had to really move around or or be overly mobile, but I've been happy with how he's looked so far. He's hit, I think he's been at three spot in the lineup, um, in all three games. I know he was in the late game Sunday and, and today, um, but yeah, I think, you know, he's been a he's been a bright spot for Pac fans um so far this year. I, and you know, I think the offense has has been pretty solid. Um pretty solid throughout the first three games. Um but it's just a matter of like we said bullpen. Um you know, they put up they state's already put up 13 runs twice this year. They beat Davidson 13 to 3 in their first game of the year um, on Sunday and and put up 13 runs today. Um you know, the offense certainly shows some promise, um, certainly shows some promise, but I think it's going to go, as I've said, back to the bullpen. And there have been some things that have been promising from the pitching staff. Like I said, Sam Highfield on Sunday in the late game looked great. Chris Villeman in the three innings he pitched today looked great. So, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's going to be – State's going to be reliable. You know, State's going to rely on their starters pretty heavily. Um, to to get six or seven innings and to be able to hold leads.
0: Is this, you know, let me boil it down. Is it really just the curse of the black uniforms?
1: See, that's another thing that I was <laughs> going to bring up was I look, I, I don't know how everybody feels about this, but I am a very traditional that we should wear red and white. And when I walked up the to dope today and saw we were in black uniforms, I, I literally turned and said to somebody next to me, I said, Oh my God, we're going to lose. <laughs> and Lo and behold, I mean, oh my gosh, just, it's,
0: oh. I, I saw I saw it on Twitter. I saw they were in the black uniforms, and then I saw they were up 7 nothing, and I was like, oh, okay. And then
1: <laughs> we got on and like lost. I was like, oh my God, the black uniforms again. Like, I know, it's just, I look, oh my God, that's just so... That's just such an NC state thing is that of course wearing the black uniforms, you know, of, of course we don't win. I hope, look, I hope they will, if, if it really is, if that is a curse, I hope they don't wear them again this year. And I hope we get rid of those God awful red pants we wear sometimes too. We broke those out last year. And all I want to say is I got into a Twitter conversation about somebody with, with somebody about this the other day. <laughs> the world was normal until state started wearing red baseball pants. Okay. <laughs> and I'm convinced that, State wearing red britches is exactly what has screwed up everything with the way the world is right now. Uh, oh my God. That would be some Wolfpack stuff for you. Yeah, That's Absolutely. Like
0: I absolutely. I do like the, this is way off topic, but I do like the, um, I don't even know if they still wear them anymore. They look like the old White Sox uniforms, the white with the black yeah. sta- stayed across the chest. Yeah, we,
1: all, we always called them. called them the Earnhardt uniforms. Yeah. There you go. I'll, I always like those. Um, They broke those out in 2013, I think, in the Super Regional against Rice. Um, Yeah, that's what I – Speaking of 2013, I do want to say this to reassure some Wolfpack fans, and if you read my preview this week on the the um, redandwhitenetwork.com, you saw this, which is State has lost to Greensboro in Raleigh twice in program history, okay? The first one was in 1992, and State won the ACC tournament that year. And the second one was in 2013, which is the year that State reached the College World Series. So, I'm willing to trade today's results for one of those two results in May. <laughs> um, I'm certainly okay with that trade-off. Um, right. But you know, in the moment right now, I, you know, I'm not betting on either of those. Um, so
0: that leads me leads me to my next question: What sort of impact? Does a game like this have in the baseball polls? Is it you will see the more reflection after probably the weekend against Georgia Tech, or you know, is this gonna is this gonna be an impact?
1: I think the weekend certainly has more value. If State wins two out of three or, or more or sweeps this weekend, you'll I think you'll probably see State move up in the polls as high as Georgia Tech is. Um, you know, like I said, depending on the poll you look at, they're somewhere between fifteenth and twentieth. Um at, 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 in most polls. Um uh, you know, weekend series do hold a lot more value. But I mean this will this will certainly count. This will this will hurt your RPI a little bit. Um yeah. but you know, the midweek games don't count nearly as much as the weekends. Um it, it's still important, don't get me wrong, especially in this year when you play less non conference games and you play less weekday games. Um so yeah, I mean it certainly holds value. Um and state will have another chance to get Greensboro back. They go and play them um at UNCG on March 30th, I think. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, but it certainly will hold value. It'll be interesting if State drops two out of three, or or even worse, get swept by Tech this weekend. Um, I mean, you could maybe even see State fall out of the top 25 in, in some polls. Um, hmm. certainly fall quite a bit. Um, I mean. The, uh, there's a lot of teams like Duke moved into the D1 poll this week, um, but Duke actually lost to ECU today. Um, yeah. Duke won two out of three at Coastal Carolina this weekend. And overall, you know, the ACC has proved to be looking sharp. It was a good weekend for the ACC. Florida was the unanimous number one team in the country across all seven polls that we talked about in the preview podcast, and Miami won two games and beat them two out of three. Yeah. Uh, you know, Georgia Tech, who we've got this weekend – Got two out of three from Eastern Kentucky. Clemson got two out of three from Cincinnati. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Virginia got two out of three from UConn, and Virginia won today. They actually played VMI. Um, I'm trying to think, like Carolina swept James Madison. Oh, hold on, hold on. VMI bailed this weekend, but they played today. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually like, I was, I was when I woke up this morning. um, before my first class, I was like looking on D1Baseball.com to see what the games were, and I saw where Virginia was scheduled to play VMI, and I was like, surely that has been canceled because VMI had COVID. And uh, then I was at the state game, and I was scrolling through Twitter on my phone, and I was like, I saw the UVA baseball account tweeting updates from their game against VMI. And I was like, how were how they okay to play today, but they weren't okay to play Friday through Sunday? It's like that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, I you know I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to travel to North Carolina, um, but who knows? I just oh Lord. Um
0: That's like me when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, man, I really want to take this meeting at nine thirty. Maybe I should uh, you know call in sick or something like. That. There, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, All right, uh, give me your quick thoughts for this weekend.
1: I mean, Georgia Tech's good. I mean, you yeah. know, that's that's a team state. I feel like has kind of struggled with in the past. Most recently, they beat us in the twenty nineteen ACC tournament, um, and, and they're going to be good. Danny Hall is a great coach. He's been at Georgia Tech about as long as Avant's been at. Um, about as long as Avon has been at um, at state. I think this is his twenty seventh year at Tech. Um, they, they've got a good lineup. They can hit the ball. Like I said, they beat Eastern Kentucky two out of three this past weekend. And I think they play Mercer tomorrow. I watched them a little bit on Friday against EKU. And um, they've, they've got a decent lineup. Like I said, they got a transfer from Vanderbilt, who's playing in the outfield, I think. And, you know, Vanderbilt's always one of the better programs in the country. Um, so, I mean, uh, keep, I can't remember what his name was, but keep an eye out for him. Um I will like I said, I'll put a preview together and and you can definitely read a little more about that if you're interested in it. Um but you know, tech, like I said, they're gonna be a top twenty-five team. They've got a decent pitching staff. Um and, and state I think state is still, like I said, finding their own way with the pitching staff. I think I think a lot of people uh it was a foregone conclusion for a lot of people that Reed Johnston and uh and Dalton Feeney were gonna be the two weekend guys and the third spot was up for grabs. Now, you know, if you would ask me, I think it'll probably be Reed, Sam Highfield and Chris Villeman. Okay. Um, Dalton, you know, as as much as I've liked Dalton throughout his four years in the program, this being his fifth year, I mean, I think Villeman and Highfield both look way too good to uh to keep them in the bullpen. And Dalton did not look terribly impressive today. Um, you know, got got roughed up pretty bad. Uh walked two guys, hit a guy, gave up a double. Um, and I think that was the only batters he faced. So, um, and so not very promising, you know, I hope, I hope they'll turn it around and I think they will. I think they can, it's it's still early that, you know, we'll, we'll get a better gauge going into ACC play, but I mean, state gets, I mean, you know, state starts the year with three ranked ACC opponents in a row with Georgia tech Miami, who, like I said, just had a phenomenal weekend. And, um, and then um, who's next? Duke. And then I believe the weekend after they play Duke, they play Louisville. So <laughs> you've got two of your first four games are against the teams predicted to win their division. You got a ranked Georgia Tech team and a ranked Duke team. Um, that, like I said, Duke just had a big series win at Coastal Carolina this past weekend. So, um, so they so, better um, get it together. Yeah, I mean, they need to get together fast. Um, need to get it together really fast. Um, like I said, the offensive production I think is there. It's just a matter of getting, you know, hold, holding them off. I think there, there are they're going to be guys in the bullpen who can be contributors. And it's just about having the right guy on the right day. Um, right. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's fr- it was a frustrating loss. I'm trying not to put too much stock into it. Um, you know, I, I hope today is a bit of a wake-up call. I know it's still early. I mean, they have 46 games left. um, <laughs> so, um Hopefully. Hopefully uh, we'll be okay. I, I'm trying not to put too much stock into tonight. As frustrating as it was, and as hair pulling out as it was, Greensboro is a quality club. I mean, that's a program. I and the team. I would not be surprised to see um, in the NCAA tournament come June. And they're really well coached. Billy Godwin was successful at ECU. He's done a good job at Greensboro. Um, and 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 they've got they've got some talent. I mean, they've got. Uh, some transfers from some bigger schools. They had a they had a kid from ECU who um Spencer Smith, I think was his name, um, who uh who hit a who hit a. I think I think he hit a couple long outs today, a couple to the warning track. Um I mean that Press Kavanaugh guy is hitting the cover off the baseball. He hit four hundred this weekend and went like four or five today. Um I mean they've certainly got talent. Um yeah. you know I, I know, you know Baseball is a little different than basketball or football um, where you can kind of scoff at some of these smaller college programs, but they're not a joke in baseball. Um, And, you know, you have to bring it every game. And I I hope that's what State will realize from tonight is that, especially this year, you, you know, you you can't take games off.
0: All right, Chance, well, I appreciate your breakdown. I appreciate your insight on this and helping guide me through it. And I'm sure a lot of other people who are still – Learning state baseball, and I, I agree with you. I think maybe the the positive side of this is that it's a wake up call, and that they get it together and realize, hey, let's we don't have enough time to f around, and um, you know, let's bring it this weekend against Georgia Tech. Is that is that in Raleigh? That's that yeah.
1: So state's first two ACC series are sir, are right. in Raleigh, so they'll be at home this weekend. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, y'all check this. Y'all check the website for chances preview later on in the week. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. Go Pack. Go Pack.